0: Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Hello? Yes. 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 This is Edgar Bergen's payphone. Charlie McCarthy listening. Who? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, you want to talk to Bergen? Yeah, I'll get him. Bergen, it's for you. Oh, thank you. Hello? Yes, this is Edgar Bergen. Yes. Oh, of course. Oh, yes. What's he saying? What's he
2: saying? What's he saying? What's he saying? What's he saying?
1: <laughs> Why, certainly I'd be very glad to. Thank you. Goodbye. Who was it, Bergen? Well, it was the Lady Esther Screen players. Oh, Yes. Yes. And they're going to do Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And what do you think? I give up. Well, now, wait a minute.
2: <laughs>
1: well, you know, you know little 14-year-old singing star, our friend Jane Powell, uh, who worked in our picture there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, she, you know who I mean? Oh, she's charming. Well, do you know what she's going to do? No. She's going to play the part of Snow White. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that nice? And Billy Gilbert is going to play one of the dwarfs, Sneezy. Gesundheit. Oh, no. And <laughs> uh, that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. Now, you know, little Snow White. Uh-huh. And in the Snow White, the prince rides in on a, on a white horse. Yes. Yes. And they want me for that. No. What part of the horse are you going to play? No. No. <laughs> no, they, they want me to play the prince. Oh, come now, Bergen. The manpower shortage isn't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, they've asked me to play the prince. And if I do say so myself, I... I look rather well in purple tights. (laughs) You in tights? With those Duncan five legs? Now, wait a minute. (laughs) And that figure? And what's wrong with my figure? Oh, nothing, nothing. If you care for avocados. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I can just see myself in the park. Yeah? The prince is strong, handsome man, with blue eyes and lots of blonde, wavy hair. Oh, stop torturing yourself. <laughs> of course, it's it's not only a good part, but it's a wonderful story. Uh-huh. Uh, well, what's it about there Well, I'm surprised that you don't know, Charlie. <laughs> Why, Snow White is immortal. Well, who isn't once in a while? no, no. <laughs> I can see, Charlie, that, that you don't know the story. No, I'm sorry. Well, if you've never heard the story of Snow White, well, then, then you've never heard the story of Snow White. Uh-huh. Well, there's a hunk of logic for you. <laughs> I shall tell you the story. I was afraid you would. Once upon a time, long, long ago... It's funny nothing happens nowadays, or
2: not it? <laughs> there
1: lived a beautiful princess named Snow White. She was a very wicked... She had a very wicked stepmother. Uh Uh-huh. And her stepmother made her work night and day. Work, work, work. I know the type. I know just what she's like. Probably paid the kid only 75 cents a week. No, no. (laughs) Her stepmother, the cruel queen, didn't pay her a cent, but made her work as a scullery maid. Cleaning, scrubbing, working night and day, washing dishes. Uh Uh-huh, well... She's no fool. Health is hard to get. <laughs> yes, I do. And when her work was through, little Snow White would go out in the garden and sit by the wishing well. She'd gaze into the well and sing, I'm wishing, and the echo would answer, I'm wishing, I'm wishing, I'm wishing. Monotonous, isn't it? <laughs> Listen.
2: To know a secret, promise not to tell. We are standing by a wishing well. Make a wishing to the well, that's all you have to do. And if you feel it,
1: Now, Charlie, in order to better understand this beautiful story, let's journey back to the time of Snow White. Yeah, but before we go, is this trip really necessary? Yes, it is. (laughs) We find ourselves at the castle of the Wicked Queen. We do? Yes. That's what I like about radio. It's so flexible. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that great stone tower. And those guards in armor standing by. Well, where's the queen? Shh. I don't know. Let's climb up and peek in this window. Yes. Ah. Uh-huh. What do you see? There she is. That's the wicked queen standing by the magic mirror. Oh, mirror. Who's she talking to? Quiet. She'll hear you.
3: Oh, magic mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all?
1: Is she kidding? Quiet. <laughs> The mirror is going to answer her.
4: Famed is thy beauty, Majesty. But one is still more fair than thee.
3: Alas for her. Reveal her name.
4: Lips red as a rose. Hair black as ebony. Skin white as snow.
3: Snow
1: white. Well, what happened then, Bergen? Well, at finding that she is no longer the most beautiful woman in the land the wicked queen decides to do away with Snow White. Uh Uh-oh. She sends one of her henchmen to kill Snow White and bring back her heart as proof of the wicked deed. But the henchman couldn't bring himself to kill the lovely princess. So instead, he killed the boar. Anyone we know? No. (laughs) You know who I mean, don't you? (laughs) He brought back the boar's heart and gave it to the queen. And she said, Well done, my true and faithful servant. Well done. Well done. Just tell it. Don't hand it up. Or...
2: <laughs> well,
1: what happened? What happened to little Snow White? Well, the Queen's henchman left her in the cold, dark forest to die. Oh. But she didn't die. Stubborn kid, ain't she? <laughs> For hours, Snow White wandered about in the dense forest until, at long last, she stumbled on a little cottage. A clumsy fool! No, no. <laughs> she didn't stumble on the cottage. She, she, uh, she stumbled. She stumbled into a cottage. Oh, into it? Yes. She had a snootful. Huh? No. no. <laughs> What, what was this little house, this thing, like? Well, it was most unusual. Uh-huh. All the chairs and tables were very tiny. The beds were the smallest you've ever seen. <laughs> Must have been cute, wasn't it? Yes, except for one thing. Well, it was the yeah. most messy and untidy house you've ever seen. Can you imagine it? <laughs> imagine it? I live in it. No, not to me. <laughs> yeah. There were dirty dishes all about and dust in every corner. So Snow White got a broom. And tidied up the little house. And it was when it was thick and span as it had never been before, Snow White was so tired that she went upstairs and fell asleep. Well, who's the man that lives in this house? Who, 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 who is the man? All right, I'll tell you. <laughs> i got to find out. Yeah. <laughs> the tiny house is the dwelling place of seven little dwarfs. Dwarfs? Yes. They spend all day working in a gold mine. Hmm. They are very happy little fellows. And they always sing as they come and go from work. By golly, I hear the little beggars now. I home, I hope, it's off to let
2: we go. I home, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, it's off to let we go. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, it's off to let we go. I home,
0: Hey, look. Look at our house, men. The lit's light. Uh, the light's
1: lit. Uh, the floor's been swept. Uh, the goblins have been here.
5: Look. Towers on the table. I mean, flowers on the table. Oh, what beautiful flower. flower. What beautiful flower. Goldenrod.
0: Oh, the whole place is clean. Huh? There's dirty work
1: afoot. Listen, men, listen. Whatever done this ain't down here, so it must be upstairs. And I say, whatever it is, we gotta go up there and get it. And so they go upstairs, Charlie. Creeping up the steps with clubs in their hands, slowly, quietly, they open the door. And then. Charlie, would you like to know what happens then? Oh, I guess so, Beggar. yes, tell us. Well, you don't <laughs> seem very anxious. Oh, sure I am. I'm, I'm awfully anxious, Bergen, but, uh, well, the, 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 don't you have to save something for the second act? Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Lady Esther... As presented Act One of Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, starring Edgar Bergen with Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snerd, Jane Powell and Billy Gilbert. In just a moment, we will hear the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Act Two. But first, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther.
0: Next time you make up your face with your usual makeup, I wish you'd try this experiment. Look at the clock when you're through making up and see what time it is. Then, an hour later, come back to your mirror and examine your face again. I want you to see what one hour does to ordinary makeup. And by ordinary, I mean either the usual types of face powder or cake makeups. Women who've made this experiment tell me that after one hour, one of three things has happened. The face either looks shiny, or it's streaked and caked, or it's begun to show hard little makeup cracks. Not a very comforting discovery, I'm afraid. But isn't it better to know how your makeup behaves and do something to remedy the situation? I wish you could see the difference when women make that test with Lady Esther face powder. Not just one hour later, but many hours later. The effect is still as fresh and glamorous as though they'd just stepped from the dressing table. You'd know why Lady Esther is so much smoother and more clinging if you could see how differently it's made. The particles are whirled together with tremendous force, like hurricanes. The result is such smoothness, such velvety fineness, that my powder lies close on your skin like a delicate, caressing film, clinging softly and flatteringly for hours and hours. Women say no makeup has ever been so beautifying. Why don't you try, Lady Esther, and see how much younger and lovelier the right face powder can make you look? Not for just a few minutes, but for hours and hours.
1: Well, Charlie, to continue our story... As soon as the seven little dwarfs discovered Snow White asleep in their bed, they woke her up, and she sat there staring at them. And then she said... Uh, oh, I know you. You must be dark. Howdy. And you must be happy. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy. And you must be grumpy. Howdy. And Don't think I mean it.
0: And you're sleepy. Hmm. Howdy. And you're sleepy.
5: Howdy. Howdy. Oh.
0: Why <laughs> oh, sneezy? Whatever makes you sneeze all the time.
5: Well, uh, once upon a time, well that's when it happened, and I don't care whether Charlie McCarthy likes it or not. I met her. Oh. Uh, she was. Oh, she was. Uh, she was who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, here comes a belt buster. <laughs> Oh, God, bust a belt every time. Well, it must have been love at first sight, because I never saw her again. And she said she couldn't see me for dust. There wasn't any dust, because I would have... (laughs) Well, here I go. And I hate this one. It makes me feel like an outboard motorboat. had pretty good mileage with that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, before she ran away, I, I stole a flower from her hair and, and stuck it right in my buttonhole. It was a sprig of golden rock, A sprig of... <laughs> Look out, here I go. <laughs> you better stand to one side, because sometimes I lose my uppers with this one. <laughs> 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 Oh, I don't want to take the darn stuff out of my buttonhole, cause I see her again, why she'll know that I've always been thinking of her. So I always wear it and always... <coughs> 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 I'm happy to know you, but here's another little man. I guess you must be bashful.
3: <laughs> yep, yep,
2: yep. Well, I'd like
5: to talk to you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Tell me, do people really frighten you?
3: Oh, she's uh, about 50-50, I guess. <laughs> oh, God.
2: I never saw anyone so bashful. Well,
3: I'm so bashful, I, I won't get undressed at night if I'm in the room. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Makes all your boys so small.
3: Well, we're we're what you call warts. That's what we are.
0: No, you don't mean warts.
3: Uh, Gnomes?
2: Oh, you mean a dwarf.
3: Yeah, that's the fellow. That's what we are.
2: (laughs) Well, just what is a dwarf?
3: Oh, it's uh, a dwarf or something like a miggot. uh, Not a
1: miggot. uh, miggot,
3: uh, Giblet? uh,
1: (laughs) No, you don't mean giblet. You mean midget.
3: Well, that's the word, (laughs) yeah. That's the word.
1: Then why didn't you tell me?
3: Well, I can't say midget.
1: (laughs) I
5: said it. (laughs)
1: Oh, I've never met anyone quite like you. How old are you, Bashful?
3: Oh, I don't know. It keeps changing every year, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: well, I have uh, no place to
1: go. <laughs> I said I had no place to go, and oh. the boy said I could stay here.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I do hope we can be
3: friends. Oh, sure. Uh, by the way, uh, are you uh, are you doing anything Saturday night? Why, No. Well, uh, (laughs) uh, can I borrow your soap?
1: (laughs) Well, Charlie, you can just imagine the dwarfs were mighty pleased about having Snow White as their guest. Yes, even old Sourpuss Grumpy. Snow White was delighted with all of them, and they invited her to stay to dinner. After dinner, they all sang and danced, and Snow White told them about her prince. Did little Snow White live heath- happily ever after with the dwarves, or, or did she find her prince? Well, I'll tell you. Oh, that is good of you. <laughs> the wicked uh-oh. queen consulted her mirror, uh-oh, and found out that little Snow White was still alive, so she was determined to put her into a deep sleep. You should have told her this story. No, no, <laughs> no, Charlie. She prepared... Uh-huh. She prepared a poisoned apple. Oh, she's wicked to decor, that woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this apple contained an ancient poison. Upon eating it, Snow White would fall into a death-like trance. She could be awakened only by love's first kiss. So now with the poisoned apple in her hand, we find the wicked queen disguised as a witch on her way to the home of the seven dwarfs. Look at her. She's old, haggard, ugly, and wrinkled.
2: Like an apple, my dear? A nice rosy apple?
1: A very special kind of apple? A special kind of apple? Yes, a magic apple. One bite and all your dreams will come true. Oh, let me see. What shall I wish for? Oh, I know. I wish my prince would come and find me and carry me away to his castle.
2: Fine, fine. Now take a bite, my dear. Yes, that's it. That's it. Oh,
1: I feel so strange. Success. Success. Snow White, they'll think you're dead. They'll bury you. And I'll be the fairest in the land. Oh, do I hate that woman. Oh. Get on Snow White, you poor little Snow White, you know. I feel so sorry for her there again. Yes. Well, Charlie and the dwarfs did too. They thought she was dead. But she was so beautiful, they didn't have the heart to bury her. They put her to rest in a very beautiful glass coffin in the middle of the forest.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, what happened then? Well, now we come to the part of the prince. Right here is where I enter. Right here is where I leave. No, no. <laughs> Charlie, in this scene, I come galloping through the forest on my beautiful white charger. Side saddle? No, no. no. <laughs> I, uh, I come upon Snow White lying in her glass coffin, and I kneel down beside her. So far, so good. But how are you going to get up again? <laughs> As she lies there under the evil spell, I plant a kiss on her dainty lips. And she wakes up screaming. No, no, <laughs> No, she doesn't. She opens her eyes and gazes into my face. Do you know what she says? Where's the rest of the apple? No, no. <laughs> Charlie, she steps from her coffin. I take her into my arms. I put her on my great white horse. And we ride away and live happily ever after. the story of Snow White, and it's a story that everyone should know. Yeah, but not everyone should tell it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially you. Nevertheless, I intend to play the role of the prince on the Lady Esther Screen Guild program. Yes, that's well and good, but if I... Do... I'll take Hello? Who? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Oh, oh is that... Your... Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, of course, certainly, yeah. I'll tell him. Goodbye. Well, who was it, Charlie? Well, just the people who called you about the radio show. Oh, what did they want? Oh, not much. You've made a slight mistake, that's all. A mistake? Yes. It wasn't a girl program, no. It was Take It or Leave It. Oh, I see. And they don't need a prince, they need a princess. Oh, I see. And they don't want Edgar Bergen, they want Ingrid Bergman. Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Hi-ho, hi-ho.
4: Thank you, thank you, Jane Powell, Billy Gilbert, Charlie McCarthy, and Mortimer Sirte, and you, Edgar
1: Bergen, for appearing tonight with the Lady Esther Screen Guild Players. It was a pleasure, Mr. Bradley. I believe Charlie and Mortimer will let me speak for them, too, in saying how proud we all are of the Motion Picture Relief Fund's country house and clinic, which this radio program makes possible. We hope to be back soon. Thank you, Edgar. And now, before we tell you about next week's show,
4: here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities... Lady
0: Esther. I don't suppose there's any woman anywhere who wouldn't give a lot to look younger. But I wonder how many realize that they themselves, by the simple choice of a face powder shade, add or subtract years from their appearance. Artists know that. They mix different tones for younger faces than they do for older ones. And you should certainly do as much for yourself. Lady Esther face powder comes in nine fragile, translucent shades. Each one of them a young shade, expressly created with your flattery in mind. And if you want to see a thrilling difference in your face, I advise you to try one. I wish I could be there to see your expression when you do. When you see years seem to drop from your face, when your eyes light up at the sight of your own new loveliness. Now that it's spring, don't put off the new beauty that you can enjoy. Make the exciting change to Lady Esther face powder. You'll see with the first dab of your powder puff, why more lovely women now use Lady Esther face powder than any other kind.
4: Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present A Night to Remember. It will star Brian Donlevy and Lucille Ball. Be sure to listen. Snow White is currently playing in the leading theaters throughout the country. Edgar Bergen appears through the courtesy of Chase and Sanborn and will soon be seen in the Charles Rogers production, The Song of the Open Road. Jane Powell appears through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of the Technicolor musical Broadway Rhythm. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. To try Lady Esther Four-Purpose Face Cream, just get the smallest size jar. Later, you can get the economical large jar and keep refilling the small one for convenience. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you and good night, everyone. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.